Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another podcast with Justin Bennett. Now, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast in the past or who know Justin specifically know that Justin is somebody who really pushes himself to some some pretty amazing extremes, which allows him to find out his limits, right? If uh, we don't push ourselves and fall down and scrape our knees every once in a while, we uh, we don't know what our limits are. And, and Justin uh, surprisingly doesn't seem to scrape his knees very often, but is always pushing his limits. And he's about to do a hundred mile race. And he has been training for this race for the past seven months. So our podcast today is going to talk about the mental preparation, the physical preparation. And, and Justin, if you don't mind, I would also like for you to start the podcast today by by talking about this race specifically. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. All right, man, let's go. Tell me tell cool. me about where, where this race came from. Let's talk about the race itself. I do want to mention that I find myself falling down often and therefore I have <laughs> scraped knees, but I think the key to it is to get back up and allow the knees to continue to heal. So I would just put that in there in the beginning. I appreciate that. I appreciate that level of humility. But this one could be a big fall down because have you ever done anything like this before? I I have not. And this is a race that I learned about last year. Mm -hmm. And people were talking about this Leadville Trail 100 mile run. And so I jumped on the computer, I Googled it, and I learned that it's a 100 mile run throughout the Rockies out in Colorado. And there there is a time limit that is 30 hours. So it's continuous running for 30 hours. And if you don't finish the 100 miles in 30 hours, you don't get a belt buckle. which is what everybody is racing for. You're racing to complete the race in under 30 hours, and in doing so, you will get a belt buckle. Hmm. (laughs) I would think you'd get some big trophy, but I understand that, uh, wow, racing for a belt buckle. Okay, now prep, dude. How in God's name do you prepare to run for 30 hours straight? So clearly, it's something that I have never done before, Mm -hmm. and therefore requires... A fair amount of preparation and unlike many things in life or I think it's often that in general people try to do things on their own right whatever it might be sure. I recognize that because I don't have experience in this space and because I'm not an expert 100 mile runner I said to myself well I ought to hire a coach mm-hmm. so it started with actually hiring a coach who has run this race, I think five or six times. And so my coach's name is Ryan. So Ryan has been incredible for me along this journey of of the training. And so, you know, I hired Ryan way back in the beginning of this year. And the arrangement is we, or the arrangement has been that we've been talking quite a bit, you know, every other week or so, periodically checking in, asking questions. But more specifically, Ryan would upload the training schedule, so the program, the routine, into an app in the beginning of each week so that for that upcoming week, I can see what my job is, what my responsibility is, and what the plan is to help me move towards this 100-mile run. And so, you know, I've frankly placed a lot of trust and confidence Mm -hmm. in the process and the preparation and the coaching 
in working with somebody who happens to be expert in mm-hmm. running 100 mile runs because I am not. And so therefore, I think it has been extremely critical and extremely valuable to have a coach. Yeah. Well, and a plan, right? Which totally gets back to, you know, kind of who you are as a human from a professional standpoint. I'm going to ask you some ridiculously basic questions and you can tell me, Matt, these are these are dumb and we can edit it out if we need to. But do you have to bring like multiple pairs of shoes? I mean, you're going to wear out a pair of shoes. I mean, how do you eat? How do you drink? How, how do you I mean, how do you take care of those sorts of things when you're going to be cruising for I mean, 30 hours, man, that's a long time. Well, hopefully you're going to be done in 30 hours, but you know what I mean. Right. The race starts at 4 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> and if you do the math, it has to be yeah. you have to be completed by 10 a.m. on Sunday. Otherwise, you don't get the belt buckle. Yeah. So one can easily see that it's throughout the day into the night. And then as the sun rises, rises the following morning, you just keep running. So wow. the key is to be prepared for a lot to go wrong okay. and it becomes a function of how you deal with those things when they go wrong because there will be things that will go wrong, stuff that you can't really take into consideration and advance. But you know, I think having the ability and the mental grit and the expectation to adjust and handle mm-hmm. when those things go wrong is key. So in addition to you know three pairs of sneakers because you mm-hmm. run through a, a river – on the outbound 50 mile run because it's 50 miles out and 50 miles back in. So you run through a river going out and therefore you run through that same river coming back in. Mm -hmm. So after you go through the river coming back in, you have to switch your sneakers. Right. And the aid stations are every 13 miles or so. And so the idea is I'll have an opportunity every 13 miles to refuel my vest, which is having liquid nutrition in it to keep my calories mm-hmm. where they should be along with my along with my hydration and so at every aid station I'll be able to refuel but frankly I can't spend more than 2 to 5 minutes at the aid station otherwise I won't complete the race wow and you know I I was fortunate enough to get introduced to somebody that will be pacing me so oh. a strong strong mountain runner who's going to be meeting me at the 50 mile mark and the plan is that she will run from 50 to 100 along the way to pace me and get me to dig deep when times are really dark and gloomy out there because mm-hmm. there will be many of those. Yeah. I see so many parallels that we don't really need to to highlight at this point. But how many calories are you going to burn in this time frame? A lot. <laughs> you just said liquid nutrition. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, I don't even know how one's body can can do this. But Man. Well, what happens is, Matt, because we're running at altitude, specifically oh, started right. about 9,000, oh. and then at some portions of the course, we go up to twelve or 13,000 feet, and obviously, if anybody's been up that high, it's thin air and mm-hmm. lower oxygen and difficult to breathe, but what happens is when you're running and you're, you're, you're training at that elevation, your blood circulation is focused on your legs because your legs are enduring so much trauma, so the blood circulation goes to your legs and your feet. And so when you try to take down solid foods, not much of the blood circulation goes to your stomach. So you're inclined that yeah. the food wants to come back up. So it's very, very hard to keep nutrition in your body when you're running these types of distances because of the whole anatomy associated with the human yeah, being. Totally. And so what I've learned, and it's been through the help of many others that are running this race and have run it, is you know to, to use this liquid nutrition 
which gives you the ability to not only stay hydrated, but to take calories in. Mm -hmm. Seven months you've been training for this. What sort of things has this taught you about yourself, about dedication, about anything like that? How you are anywhere is how you are everywhere. Nice. That's a great saying, dude. All right. Elaborate. So it's very, very difficult. Frankly, it's impossible to be disciplined in one area or domain of your life and be completely sloppy in all other areas. Mm -hmm. So whether it be fitness, diet, finance, relationships, et cetera, et cetera, I think how you are anywhere is how you are everywhere. It's the way in which you live your life. And so what I've been able to learn is that you have to, I had to and continue to have to apply discipline and focus and determination to allow myself to get comfortable being uncomfortable hmm. because the way you train is you work up to 60, 70, 80 miles in volume per week. And in order to get that many miles in on a weekly basis, as you can imagine, you either have to wake up early at mm -hmm. like 4 a.m. and start running at 4.15 mm -hmm. to be able to get the mileage in or you have to make some sacrifices on the weekends and travel to different states to get long distance runs in. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, that requires simply a lot of structure, a lot of discipline. And what I've learned is that, you know, in the midst of all that, it allows for personal and professional growth and development. And I think in order for me to experience growth in the game of life, I have to put myself in positions that I'm typically not finding myself in. And otherwise, I can kind of just cruise through life at a very comfortable pace and in a very comfortable fashion. But I don't won't really experience the growth that I'm experiencing as a result of putting myself in these positions. Yeah. I like that you put your trust in experienced people. You know, you've got you've got your coach and then you've got the the woman who's going to be pacing you for the last 50. As a person who has always, you know, tried to achieve so much more, how difficult is it for you to put your trust in other people rather than being entirely self-reliant? So I think the challenge is not so much placing my trust in a third party, but the challenge is more from within me to accept the fact that I'm not expert in that space. Okay. And I think in order for somebody to have that level of acceptance, they must have some level of humility. Mm -hmm. And in order to then want to engage with a third party and whatever it may be, whether it be training, financial planning, whether it be diet, nutrition, relationships, et cetera, you know, one must have the recognition, the acceptance and the humility to realize that they're not expert in that space. And so therefore they have to rely on a third party. And I think once that internal acceptance is, is accomplished, the, the challenge is not so much to lean on that expert in whatever that other domain or space may be. So I think that, you know, I don't, you know, I think, I think it's important to point out that obviously that's a clear parallel to what oh, I do yeah. professionally. So maybe as we wrap up here, Matt, it's, it's probably a, a critical point to highlight that, right? Because our clients that we work with recognize that they are expert in other areas mm -hmm. and they want to spend their time doing other things in life personally and professionally. And so therefore they want to engage in the work that we can help them with because they know that we're not only expert, but we care about what we do and we care about them and their family and their planning. So I think that that's a big parallel. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head where you, you bring this out and you kind of show how the two work mm -hmm. well with one another. So it's a good point, Matt. Yeah. Well, 
as I said to you in preparation for the podcast today, everybody at Top Advisor, uh, all of our team, and I know all of your team are, are going to be throwing lots of good energy your way because uh, the race is coming up. It's this weekend and uh, we're really excited for you. And I, you know, I, I can't wait to do another podcast, Justin, and let's talk about I, I mean, I, I want to do another podcast. Let's, let's talk about, you know, one, if you got the buckle, you know, when you got the buckle, what, what, you know, how did that feel? I want to talk about what went wrong, how you dealt with those things. You know, what was it like having a person to pace you? Because as you just said, especially, especially the coach and the, the pacer, right? That's what you guys do at Bennett Financial. You're the coach and the pacer all in one. You're helping people stay on track, stay that course that you need to stay on in order to achieve your your financial goals and dreams. And the successful people that you work with, what in in your experiencing this firsthand, need somebody like uh, the team at Bennett to make that happen. So. Call it a deal, Matt. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you subscribe to the podcast by clicking the podcast uh, subscription button below. And if you would love to have somebody like Justin in your life with, with amazing amounts of discipline and is always continuously pushing himself to become a better person, both physically, mentally, spiritually, and as a business person, please make sure you reach out to Bennett Financial and set up some time with them and, and talk about where you want to go and what you want to be when you grow up because they can help you with that. So with that, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.